Hello, and welcome to the Smart Karma Podcast. I'm Michael Tegos. Every week on the podcast, we share a presentation and discussion from our webinar Wednesdays when we sit down with Smart Karma Insight providers and selected experts from around the world to break down the key topics you care about in Asia's markets. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and so on. Thank you for being with us and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another webinar Wednesday by Smart Karma. I'm Michael Tegos. Today, I'm pleased to welcome back to the webinar Thomas Schroeder, who has given us some very thought-provoking insights uh, on the technical outlook for Asian markets in the past. So now, as we get closer to the end of what has been a pretty momentous year, uh, it's time for an update. And we will hear more on this from Thomas in just a minute. A few words about Thomas Schroeder. He started using charts and trading in the FX markets in 1989 and entered the equities arena in 1992 with Deutsche Bank as a fundamental analyst, but found himself relying more on the intermarket cycles and charts. In 1994, he became the Asian head of technical research for UBS Securities in Hong Kong. And in 1997, he was charged with heading the global technical research team for SG Securities. In July of 2003, he formed Chart Partners Group Limited to provide clients with timely and accurate progressive trading strategies in a truly global context. Uh, Thomas, welcome to the webinar once again. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. So without further ado, Thomas, uh, please take it away. Well, thank you. Let's kick off. I have a lot of ground to cover, and I do urge uh, people to ask questions at the end. If there's anything specific that I didn't touch on or missed, there's so many things uh, you know, between FX and any individual stocks that we will cover more of the macro themes. So we'll start with a macro theme on what's happening in the U.S. And that sets the tone for Asia. And here, this is from uh, this morning. We did this triangulation pattern breakout. This was the fresh triangle we've been talking about for quite a few weeks. Now, we have been buying the lower part of this range. We've broken out. And now we have a fresh triangle in the S&P. Targets at 37, 20, 38, 50, 60 is our macro target. Now, that would be the year end or early January type of target. May come quicker, may come sooner. Uh, we have also the Dow Jones with a fresh bull triangle out of it. What we see is an ABC pattern. So, this all provides a lot of bull energy. Now, Tech NDX has been lagging somewhat and is just trying to clear 121K. Going to have a little bit of problems. Now, with all this, we are still facing, we have a cycle date at the end of the month. There'll be a little bit of profit taking before Thanksgiving holiday. Then we'll come back and expect a push again, and then maybe a, a bigger correction. We are of the base case that you want to be buying corrections in the U.S. and also in Asia. But Asia finds itself now in overbought territory. So we got to be a little careful here about where we reset some longs. This is the US dollar index. Now our base case here is this was a rally, a corrective bounce. This is the direction of the trend. We're pressing 92. We could get another bounce here. We've been a seller at 94 area and expect a break to 92, which targets 90.50. At that point, dollar in Asia will become oversold. That should equate to some sort of a tactical peak in Asian equities. Now, the first market, we've our favorite markets for quite some time throughout most of the year in March, and we were buying Australia 
in March and Shanghai. Those were the outperform markets. Recently, we've seen the likes of Korea and Taiwan make some big breakouts as well as Japan. So this is Australia. This was the big break of 6.2. We had a target of 6.6. That's overshot that. Next overshoot to 6.8. Pullback objective here, 6.2 represents nice buy support. Now, like much of Asia, pay attention to these RSIs. We've had fairly significant pullbacks from those. So we could easily pull back to 6.2, then rally again to 6.8 and try for 7,000 in Q1. Now, a break below 6.2 would be a more neutral bias and retest that 6,000 zone. So Australia still looks very bullish, but extended again, like much of Asia. Now we look at Japan. Japan has had a very significant breakout. Now we were trading this. We still have positions from the lows, but we were trading this trading range here, uh, buying the lower wedge uh, and selling the top side of the wedge. And then we broke out through 24K. 24.5 was our bullish breakout. That was a buy signal. We are getting close to 26 uh, 9,000, which was our short-term tactical target. We have a pullback support about 25 and 24.5. Then we have a target of 28,500. So this, and if you look at the weekly chart, we'll switch to the daily chart. We can also see overbought RSI reading. So a lot of Asia looks a little bit vulnerable right now. And if we look at the weekly chart, we can see the triple highs here, significant breakout. That represents to, uh, macro support at 24K. So we're, we're bullish on a pullback to 25, 24.5 with a stop below 24K. If you break back below 24,000, you have this longer term trend line. Now we did see a break here and recovering above that trend line. So that's pretty interesting. And any pullback should have a good uh, viability to hold this support zone and rally higher to 28.5. So this is a market that really a lot of people have been long, but has started to accelerate. Valuations are attractive. The next market, which showed some real breakout uh, moves, was the flat wave here. This now these are considered ABC patterns in a flat corrective type style. We were buying at 303. We had a breakout above 325. It has gone a little further than we thought. Again, RSI, watch these levels. Korea has a very strong tendency to have a, a, quite a volatile pullback. So wouldn't be surprised if we have to retest 325 again. We're going to have to measure that. But we have had, like Singapore today, a fairly key reversal day in Korea. Now, you note we hit 350, 355 was our uh, rally target. Pullback support at 330 and 325. Now, a break below 320 would negate this bull energy. So we expect a pullback to buy the pullback, and then we have a target uh, around 365 or a little bit higher. So this is a very impulsive breakout move. Typically, you see a pretty sharp retest. Now, we need a litmus test of these breakout points in Korea. And we can see some of the old highs here, that 340, that was broken. That's initial support. May see a bit of noise below that. And then that would be a significant breakout move. The real problem with a lot of these markets is the slope of the rise from March has been so aggressive outside of this flat range. And that's why the bullish energy was so exciting and so compelling for a buy into this zone here. Now, if we move to SEC, how is that? That's a key driver. That has broken through 61K. That pullback, that's fresh buy support. We have a target of 73K. MACD has broken out here. If we draw a trend line, 
above this MACD, and that is backswing support. So it needs a bit of a stall and a re-rally. The problem I have with SEC is the relative chart still looks really weak. It's not struggling here. So I don't know if that will become an Achilles heel for the Korean rally after such a significant move, particularly if you break back below 61K, SEC is in a problem. But right now, buy a dip, 62K, give or take a bit, up to 73K. So that's the key driver for Korea. And Taiwan has also a very similar breakout point. Now, Taiwan has broken through resistance. This is considered what we call backswing support. The old resistance now will provide fresh support on a move down to about 55 or so. And that should be a fresh buy zone. Does that hit 13.1? Probably not. That seems a little extreme. So we are seeing this breakout above 13K hit 13.9, which is our ideal short-term tactical rally target where you reduce. And now we have about 13.1, possibly 13.3 is the fresh buy zone. We have to measure the momentum to the downside on any correction, the volumes, the speed of a decline. If it's a slow, gradual decline, then we have very high conviction that you want to be lifting some buy supports. The next target is at 14.5, and we can't rule out then uh, upgrading that target towards 15,000 at some point. As long as you hold above 12.9, 13K, this remains in a very bullish structure. And on the weekly chart, it is more of a macro breakout. If we look at Taiwan, we can see new highs. Now, a lot of the weekly indicators by January should be relatively overbought. This again, the slope of the rise is a bit of a concern. Every time you have that sharp of a rise, you tend to start to stall and correct. So at some point you get a correction possibly back to 12.2, but right now 13K, 14.5 is the trading range. And we also need to look at a TSMC that has had a similar type of a breakout. If we look at this high, again, this was pretty easy flat range. We were a buyer here in this 440 area for a breakout above 465, 470, 475, 470, 460 is fresh buy support. Then we have a target of 540. You'll notice this projection from this low to this high has great synergy with this low price congestion. And again, this old support area. So that's a pretty magnetic zone at 500 to take profit, buy back around 465, give or take a bit. And if we clear 500, then the next target is 540 for TSMC. Shanghai here, um, this is something that has been a very big uh, bullish, sorry, our futures have gapped as they're changing for the day. We've had this two highs. You'll notice this projection as well. Notice how much synergy we have with some of the price congestion lows and the breakpoints and this low. This was a bull wedge breakout, double high. I think we're going to pressure this trend line at 16.1, 16K, may get back to 15.7, 15.5. Then I'm a buyer, our ideal target. And we've been macro bullish this from this breakout and pullback here. We've been buying and trading these lows here, but we still have about 17.7 as that target on the upside. So as core Asia tends to start to perform, Shanghai hasn't has slowed down a bit, but this is still something of a macro bullish story for us. You can see the RSI also has these highs here that have not confirmed one, two, three new highs. So there's some bear divergence. There will be some pressure here. And that should then bleed into the likes of Hong Kong. Now, some of the guys at Smart Karma asked me about the property index. Now, everybody's gearing up. 
more bullish property. The charts, it's a little early yet. Now, you see this rising wedge. Rising wedges have about a 70% per percentage of breaking lower. We also today saw what should be a fairly key reversal. Now, you can have a series of them up to 6.9, but I'd be a seller right at these highs for a breakdown to 6.4, ideally 6.2. May not get there, but this would be the area to really focus on China property. Then we have 715072 as a formidable resistance, and we have spikes up to 7475. I don't think we're going to break out of this range anytime soon, so we're going to be buying the lower part of the range and looking to take profits at the top side of the range. Hong Kong property and HSI, a little more constructive, underperforming still. This is versus the HSI. We've had a big push, but you can see this is the key resistance here, about 34, 34 and a half. The positive note about this is it has formed an ABC, a bullish wedge, which tends to want to break higher. So the next target is about 36K if we can break through 34K. Right here, we're going to come back down and test 32K. I think this is the area to start to look at Hong Kong property. Uh, if not, you have this baseline support right around 30K, give or take a bit. But I think really look, really start to measure lows here at 32K. That leads us into the Hong Kong HSI. This is a market that has been one of our favorite short vehicles ever since uh, the highs here, the high here, uh, and here. We thought we would undershoot here to about 22K, 22.5, miss that low. We were a little slow, been trying to short it here. And then again at 26K, we've been stopped out. But this is our pair of shorts with other longs in Asia. This is still a market that bothers us somewhat as it has a lot of overhang. Now you can see this rising type wedge here, upside noise, downside noise. The rising wedge still dominates the macro cycle. And you'll notice something here that the RSI, every time we get to these highs, we have a fairly significant decline. So we are shorting this move. We put a short slice in at 26.5 and at 27,000. And we have this rising wedge in blue. The primary target here is about 25.2 to 25K. If you can break below 25K or 24.5, then you have a more bearish scenario. Note this trend line support, very key level aligned with price support, about 25K, give or take a bit. So that is our short-term tactical target. If you hold that, you want to be going long, and then you move up to 20. Uh, we have a target of 29,000 on the upside. Okay, now for a long vehicle, we prefer eight shares because we like A shares more. So H shares to us look interesting. Again, we have these cycle highs, fairly reliable sell signals to short at that 10.6 to 10.8 area and move down to 10 to 10K. We, want, we probably will see a little bit of noise below 10.2, but this is our buy zone for move up to 11K and test this old threshold. If you look at some of these old targets right in here, this is a tough resistance level. Above that, you have these highs at 11.5. So 11K, give or take a bit. So a dip and a rally to 11K, then reevaluate. Uh, if we look at the Hong Kong uh, long-term chart, this was the big sell signal. This MECD was working very well as a triangulation breakout. The move lower caught that. Now we are hitting resistance and the trend still remains down for Hong Kong. So it has really breaking out. Now this could be the big laggard play of 2021 or Q1 2021, but right now we prefer Korea, Taiwan, and Japan and Australia rather than Hong Kong. Uh, but HSI going to be interesting at 25K again, whether you buy that for a breakthrough trend line resistance. 
Then we move on to the three markets which we have been short, our short vehicles were Hong Kong, Singapore STI, and Malaysia. If we look at Singapore, now this has had a big short covering rally. Now we've been short from this area at 27.50. And then here at this uh, move in July, we've held it. We even held it through this point, but we've had a target of 24.20, 24.20. That was met. Um, so that was the cover zone. We didn't go long because this is our short vehicle, should have. Uh, this was a mistake. Now, the RSI has made a new high. So that is relatively bullish above these old highs, but still needs a give back to the 50-55 area. So right here is what, as a short vehicle, we're very long in our PL, uh, about 35%. So we're implementing some short trades. We've tried to short it from 2600. 2750 and got stopped out twice and now reset this about 2900 today looking for move down to 2760 if not 2720 to cover and reverse to go long the next target now we do have target of 2950 we thought that would be a target looking forward if we look at some of the major resistance on the top side here 3100 is a very tough barrier so that would be the next upside target assuming you get a pull back to 2700 give or take a bit and then you look for 3,100 in the STI. One of the key interesting points about the STI is the fact that we also have this weekly MACD breakdown. We thought we would turn lower right here and reverse down. This is broken higher, so that is constructive. This does seem to be a major move back above and holding above 2520, which is the macro support zone. So that gives you a lift to that 3,100 area. Uh, trend line resistance now comes in right here that should coincide closely with 3100 with time translation. And sure enough, it does. So that is the key upside level for Singapore. Now we better hurry and cover some more things here. Malaysia is something also very interesting. And the reason why is we're taking a fresh short. We shorted here, covered some at 1460 and above 1520 was our stop law, uh, trailing stop. We're reshorting here about 1610, give or take a bit. That's a formidable level. And it has also a very tight risk level. So if I'm wrong, uh, you're wrong by 20 points, not a bad stop level. Uh, if I'm right, I get a move down to about 1530 to 1540 to the downside swing, then reevaluate. But this is something I'm looking for shorts. Very hard to find any shorts in Asia right now because it's been so bullish. We look at Thailand and... Uh, this also has had a pretty interesting breakout with good volumes. And you want to see these volumes and they've come in very strong RSI again at these overbought levels. You need to pull back here to the 50, 45 level. Now we had a target of 930, our initial target about 910. And then we see a pullback. We had 830, maybe about 850, give or take a bit as the fresh buy zone. 830 is the ideal support, backswing support. You can see this trend line here has broken out right here hit that, pull back, then you have a target here at this high, but the macro target, if this indeed is a large A, B, C pattern, that'd be 1040. So Thailand is a market. The big problem we have with Thailand, and that is a lot of the problem we have with a lot of Asian currencies is the dollar is now so oversold. The problem with the Thai bot, and we do feel that any bounce you want to be selling around 3070, I, I like it around 30, uh, I think we're going to get to 30.70 first. Then I'm a seller two below 30, but you notice anytime it doesn't really spend much time below 30. So that would be, and this is a big triangle breakout. So below 30, I think limited scope for 
Tybot strength, which should eventually put a cap in the SET. Now, if you look at some of the other Asian currencies, like the CNH, you can see that this is another currency we're trying to pick at the long side of the CNH, given the oversold level. And 6.52, 6.54 is our long zone. Thought this congestion would give us a bounce to maybe 665, 668. Downside still wants to go back down to try and test 650, if not lower. But again, like most of the dollar in Asia, we're oversold and not making new lows. We're getting bull divergence in the dollar. And that's why the DXY, when it breaks below 92, we'll get another crack to the downside in Asian FX or the dollar versus Asian FX. But then I want to start really bottom fishing for buying the dollar again for a more sustainable rise in 2021. That may be based on yields. And if you look at the US yield, you have some pretty interesting points. And this will eventually weigh into the inflation component and the dollar overall. And I still embarrass the dollar. But again, like I said, DXY95. Now you have the 10-year right here. It's broken through 0.77%. That was, But we are building a rising wedge. Now, remember, rising wedges have a 70% probability of breaking to the downside. So that is our base case, rejection at 1%. If you get another breakdown here and get some slower growth, move down to this 60 level. Then you start to move to 1% and get towards 1.2, 1.35% next year. I think the sequence here is a bounce. It fails, breaks to a low, and then bottoms and starts a move to the upside for U.S. yields. And that may translate into a dollar low and a stronger dollar going forward. But right now, and the dollar seems to be a very crowded trade at the moment. So I think my 20 minutes uh, is pretty much close to ending. We still haven't covered a few things, but if anybody has any questions, please, uh, I can pull anything up. Um, thank you very much for that, Tom. As Tom said, if anybody has any questions, feel, please uh, feel free to send them in now. But uh, I would actually encourage you, Tom, to, to go through the, the remaining parts we are a bit uh, over time, but uh, not dramatically so. So okay. if you think that there's more things bearing well, mentioning, uh, please go ahead. I do I do think gold is at a very interesting juncture. Now, I've had a pullback target about 1800 here if it broke 1850. Now, I've been bullish in gold for some time, and this still looks like a macro bullish case to me. This is the level, 1800, 1790. If I break below 1790, so I, I bought today at 1800. And if I break below, I might even give in 1770, but Sustained action below 1790, I would stop out. But right here, this is rather impulsive and a little worrisome as the dollar is weak. Now, that should be supportive for gold. But this lower wedge support here, a hmm, little bit of noise. Boy, if you bounce back up, then the, the, the upper wedge here comes into uh, right around this zone. 1850 is the level to clear for gold to gain upside traction. Then you have 1940, which actually is this area and these old highs here, 1940, then I have both targets at 21, 21.15 and 22.30. So I view this as a corrective move. We've had a noisy breakout, a noisy breakout to the downside. That's not very unusual. I'm still giving it a bit of room, but I still like gold. If I'm wrong at 17.90, I will try again at 1700 in this lower case support. You can see synergy, this retracement from this high, shows very nice synergy with retracements and price points. So that is gold gone through the yield now. What about oil? I think oil is something interesting, although I've had 
I've been on the short side of oil for quite a few months now, and it's just now starting to break out to the upside. Uh, we can see it started with this break here and push and accelerated, but you'll notice also this is something as I'm searching for shorts, the RSI has moved in its back up at that, at that overbought level. As I'm searching for shorts, oil stands out. Energy shares are performing a little differently than oil, but it has broken this high. If I see oil back at 48, I will try shorting again or on a move back below 44. A below 44 would retest 37.50. So this is something that is not really that tightly correlated to the equity cycle as much as it is to the growth cycle. And if we're going to see slower growth with lockdowns and and uh, rising COVID cases, then oil may come under pressure again in the later part of this year. All right, so that wraps it up uh, outside of, uh, let's see, maybe we do the Sing Dollar. I think a lot of people use that as the barometer. Uh, um, yes, go ahead. Actually, if I could interrupt you for just one second, uh, yes. one question from the audience is uh, whether you have a view into Latin America, specifically Brazil and uh, Mexico. Uh, would oh. you be able to to talk about that at all? Well, that's that's very interesting. Now, I have a more of a of a very very strong view on the Brazilian real. I don't look at the Brazilian index. I will pop it up. I'll give you just a a brushstroke view. But the Brazilian real, this is something one of the more compelling chart patterns along with the Russian ruble. This is a nice rising wedge. And remember, seventy percent probably this wedge breaking down. Sure enough, I was shorting at five seventy five. Break down here, you go below 520, you go to break this low at 470. So that's a very strong real, very weak dollar. That should be very positive for the Brazilian market. Uh, I will give a quick view at uh, the Brovespa. And these are the futures. That again shows quite a nice breakout. EEM has had a nice move as well. I would say that this was good backswing support at that level. This is the breakout point. I think at any type of a pullback to 10.5 to 10.2 would be a buying opportunity. I, I would put a stop below 10.2. And then I think we come to close this gap and then retest these highs here. Ultimately, given my Brazilian real view, then we should take out this high and go towards 12.5, 13,000. But that is a, a brushstroke view. Uh, Mexico. Now, the Mexican currency has been very strong, and this also has seen a really, really nice breakout, very much like these Asian indexes, and this has been a triangulation, which I will close it in in a little bit better time frame. If, if this is a bear market rally, this is an ABC, okay, it has trouble right here back at that 45, 46K, but I think into a pullback, you know, 40K, 41K looks interesting for a move to 45K, then reevaluate. But right here, that is definitely a bullish breakout. And like many markets right now, because of stimulus, the expectations of stimulus, we are overbought. So we are facing some uh, speed bumps, I think, in, into late November, early December. Then we probably see a, a Christmas rally, maybe a few speed bumps in January, and then higher into Q1. The other currency, which is really on my radar, and Russia also has a strikingly similar pattern to most of Mexico and Brazil, is the Russian ruble. Now, you see, you see the difference between the Sing dollar. Look at how much the Sing dollar has declined versus the dollar. Look at that. And look at the ruble. It's actually just breaking trendline support. So Russia, 
Russian ruble, Brazilian real, those EM currencies have a long ways to go in terms of breaking down. Now below 75.50, I have 72.70 and then 72. I wouldn't be surprised if you test that 69.70 level at some point. But right here, this is a great laggard uh, opportunity to be shorting the US dollar, particularly if we have that DXY jolt down to 90.50, this will be at 72 fairly quickly. Then we may be facing a dollar rally, but right here, this is just broken trendline support very, very attractive uh, positioning for a US dollar short compared to the Sing dollar, which is, to be honest with you, very oversold. And like much of Asia is showing bull divergence, it's not making new lows on the indicators, which means everybody's been short the dollar and it's a crowded trade. It's just a matter of time. I think there may be a move to 33.50, uh, but it's just a matter of time before this thing gets a nice spike higher back to the 138 area. All right. I think I've over run my stay. <laughs> that's very, that's very thorough. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, Tom. Okay. Um, so what would be your 2021 targets for key markets then? Well, I mean, so many markets, uh, but you know, my favorite markets, Australia, China, Korea, Taiwan, I'm, I'm a little hesitant on, I don't know how tech's going to really unfold uh, the transition between value, but I think value is a play in the US right now whether that theme dissipates and, and loses steam is another question. Uh, I still have targets at S&P 3850. I would be looking for an intermediate correction, if not a fairly big peak. But you know, we're, I think we get one more big push on stimulus. And once stimulus is complete, I think 2021 will have some, some stumbling blocks to work through. But overall, I think it's going to be fairly bullish. Uh, I would use my S&P target as my guideline. Korea new highs, Taiwan new highs, Japan new highs, <clears throat> right here by a pullback, see where we go at 38.50 on the S&P. Then we start to rein in our horns, put in some bigger shorts and look for weaker markets to short and stronger markets to be long. Right. So in your view uh, for these past few months, have you observed any trends that took you by surprise that relative to um, you know the last time we did this webinar? Oh, uh, I yeah, I think I was a little more uh, top heavy. I was looking for a bit of a deeper correction. And I was looking, this is the MSCI Asia X Japan index. I think the last time I was looking for this high, at, we did get a pullback. I was looking for 530, uh, maybe 510, but I was looking for 530 as a buy level. So I didn't quite hit that. Then I was looking for a breakout to new high. This has been a little bit sharper run than I have expected. Like Korea has gone past targets that I thought. Taiwan's been in line. Japan has broken out. I was trying to short 24,000 in Japan. So I had to change. 24.5, I switched to bullish to long. I still had some older longs. I was trying to hedge some things. So yeah, the, the, uh, the slope of the rise has been surprising, I think. And that's all because of stimulus. Uh, we could name a number of risks between slowdown, stimulus, vaccine uh, wrinkles in unrolling its distribution and execution. And I think the market may be a little bit ahead of itself near term. Um, but I think uh, next, in the next quarter or two, you want to be buying weakness, and then we'll see where we go uh, come after as Q2, where we are. Any other questions? Well, we're just a few minutes over time, but okay. um, maybe just as a as a final thought. And I know it doesn't have much to do with uh, Asian markets per se, but um, what would be your favorite U.S. dollar short? 
uh, that is the Brazilian real and the Russian ruble, which already went huh. through. Like now, you, in, like Asia, before, in yeah. Asia, in Asia, you know, something interesting in Asia is, and the Nifty has gone, you know, ballistically through the roof, but you notice the Indian rupee has not really been able to make headway to the downside has not strengthened that much so this is something i am trying actually i'm short at 73.95 so i may get stopped out but i would try again at 73 this is something that i don't know it just doesn't show that much uh one wanting to see a dollar downside so this is something that's on my list for a dollar long and the taiwan dollar also has something interesting of a pattern if you remember that the rise, falling wedges tend to break to the upside. And here we have that nice falling wedge in the Taiwan dollar. Now, my view is at 28.40, 28.20, you want to be positioning in for a long move to 29. If you can't get 29, then it goes back down and makes two new lows to 28.20. But if you can, that there, there's a little something there. So my, I think Korean won probably is one of my top shorts if I get a bounce again. And my call has been from 1100. You get a bounce to about 1130. At 1130, I like shorting the dollar versus the Korean won for a move to right in this zone about 1080, 1090. You'll notice the RSI and how well that's worked at capping this trend line. So you get another push here. It's starting to bottom somewhat. So a lot, a lot of Asia is starting to bottom. If we break that trend line to the upside, you're going to get a bigger move on the upside. But this is probably the currency that I see a trade from 1130 for a minor new low. But again, the dollar's moving into oversold territory in Asia significantly. So it's getting very stretched and everybody is short the US dollar right now. All right. Got it. Well, right. there you have it. All right. Well, thank um, you very much well, for your time. Well, thank you very much, Thomas, for, yeah, thank you very much. Um, this has been really concise and uh, and actually like uh, right on right on the time. So thank you everyone for being with us today. If you would like to engage Thomas directly, you can always contact your Smart Karma account manager. Um, they will be able to assist. And if you have any other questions for us, please email us at research at smartkarma.com. Uh, Thomas, thank you very much and have a great day. All right. Thank you. Have a good day too. Over and out. That's it for this week. If you like this episode, please share it with your networks and follow Smart Karma on your social media. We're Smart Karma everywhere. And of course, don't forget to visit smartkarma.com for truly independent, differentiated investment research. As always, thank you very much for listening and see you at the next one.